Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. You're basing this week's programmes on the first epistle of John, talking about the relationship between faith and love and also obedience. You made the point yesterday that we are walking in the light and this means our lives are completely open. We have nothing to hide from one another. John also has much to say about forgiveness in these early verses of uh, chapter 1 and uh, the sacrifice of Jesus. And, of course, that means that he forgives all our failures when we fail to measure up to what he is wanting of us. But we've seen that um, the main strands in this epistle are faith and love that lead to the life of obedience. And I'm going to start today um, to uh, read from verse 3 of chapter 2 of, of 1 John. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. Now, this is no-nonsense stuff, you see, because you often hear people say, uh, do you know the Lord? Oh, yes, I know the Lord. Now, if John was to ask you that question, he would say, well, you only really know the Lord if you obey him. You see, what does it mean to say that Jesus is Lord? It means to say that he is the one with the authority in my life. I'm living under his authority. I'm living in obedience to him. Which is why Jesus says, why do you call me Lord and yet not do what I say? To to John, it would be totally meaningless for somebody to say, Jesus Christ is my Lord, and then to be living in disobedience to him. That would be... To him, it would be hypocrisy, it would be meaningless, it would be self-deception. And of course, elsewhere, you see, we read that anybody who hears the word but does not do it deceives himself. And of course, the devil is the deceiver of the brethren, but he doesn't, he doesn't need to deceive people if they deceive themselves. And so people that read the word, study the word, even want to tell others about the word, but are not doing the word in their own lives, are actually deceiving themselves. So he then says, uh, the man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. It's very strong, isn't it? Well, I warned you, he's speaking like an old man does. You know, there's no time to beat about the bush, no time to mince your words. You just come straight out with the truth. Boom, there it is. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. He's deceived, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. Now, the Greek word there is made perfect in him, made complete, is fulfilled. That's what it really means, that God's word is fulfilled uh, in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Now, what's he saying? Well, if you're a Christian, you, you, you are in Christ Jesus. You can't be a Christian without being in Christ. So if you are in Christ, then you are called to live in him. Jesus said, go on living in me, abide in me, continue in me, and I in you. 
and what John is saying is if we claim to be Christians, if we claim to belong to Christ, if we claim to live in Christ, then we must walk as Jesus did. It's a total nonsense to say, I belong to Christ, I'm a Christian, uh, I live in him and he lives in me, uh, if we do not live as he did. Now, of course, none of us are going to live in the perfection of God's purposes in the way that Jesus did. But ultimately, Julia, it's a matter of the heart. Where is your heart set? Yes, my heart is set on walking as Jesus did. Um, I want to do what Jesus would do in the circumstances of my life. And we can say, well, that's the outworking of a kind of a holy kind of life. But to John, it is simple obedience. It's just simple faith. If Jesus Christ is your Lord, then, of course, you will obey him. You will seek to live as Jesus did. If you really love Jesus and all the, you mean what you say in all those songs and hymns that you sing to him, then, of course, it, it's, it goes without saying that you will seek to walk as Jesus did. Now, that is not, let, let me make this absolutely clear, that is not just trying to imitate Jesus. That's not what John means, because he knows that you can only walk as Jesus did if you lived as Jesus did, and he lived dependent upon the Father. He lived by faith, and he lived, of course, dependent upon the anointing of the Holy Spirit that came upon him. So to walk as Jesus did is to walk by faith in the Father and dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Because only the Holy Spirit can recreate the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ in our lives. It's not a question of, like you hear some evangelicals say, Jesus Christ is our example. Well, in one way he is, but if you try to follow his example, you will fail. But if you put into practice in your life the same principles by which Jesus lived, then, of course, he will reproduce his life in you. And my new book uh, that is uh, about to be um, published th uh, this year uh, called The Great Revelation is all about this life of Christ in you and just shows how by dependence upon the Holy Spirit, the spirit within you will enable you to do what Jesus did and even greater things still. You know, Colin, I can just hear so many people saying we are falling so far short of the mark. There's so much of the world in us. How can we possibly attain this? Well, this is why the church has so little impact on the world. If the church is worldly, it can't impact the world. And what God is doing at this moment in some places anyway, is a purification, really, of his body, a purifying of the church. Um, certainly this has been going on as a process within kingdom faith. God addressing and getting out of people's lives those worldly concepts that cut across the work of the kingdom. It's not making us otherworldly, but, you know, the scriptures do teach us that our citizenship is in heaven. It's not here on earth. Uh, we belong to the kingdom of God, and we need a, a kind of kingdom mentality, a kingdom mindset, where we understand clearly what God's purposes are and that we're seeking to put those into practice. 
We are living for others. We are living to make Jesus known. We are living to express his love. We are living by faith and dependence upon him because this is the call on every Christian. I mean, our ministries may differ. There are a variety of ministries in the New Testament, but the call is the same. The call is to be disciples. And the commission to the church is to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, not converts, not believers, not churchgoers, but disciples. And you've only got to look up in your New Testament to see what Jesus said about discipleship, to know that it's not a hobby and it's not a part-time affair, that the first call on your life is to be a Christian. Now, you might be a nurse, you might be a teacher, you might be a housewife, you might be uh, at college, school, whatever. But your call is not to be a housewife, a teacher, a, a doctor, a, a solicitor, a factory worker. Your call is to follow Christ. Your call is to be a disciple. You may be a disciple who is a nurse or who is a doctor or who is a solicitor or who makes cars or cleans the street. But your call is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. If John was here talking to the church in Western Europe today, I don't think he'd change much of what he's written, do you? I, I think he'd probably have a look around and say, where is the church? I don't think he would recognize too much of what he saw as genuine church. He would see a lot of religion, but he wouldn't see the kind of faith and love that he was familiar with in the New Testament. So you're suggesting not many people are living like this? I think it would break his heart, really. And he would probably grab his pen and write letters that would be a lot, um, a lot more to the point even than this one. And this is very, very straight to the point, isn't it? So if the church is that dead, it's because it's ignored this teaching? Well, I, I wouldn't want to use the word dead um, because there is life in the church. And, uh, you know, you, it, it, it's very difficult speaking generally because there is such a variety of things happening in different churches. But if you look at the church overall and compare it with the church in the New Testament, you find actually that um, there's very little relationship between the two apart from the basic faith in the gospel of who Jesus is, um, there, there is little that unites us. Uh, we, and, and I mean, there are plenty of problems in the New Testament church. You've only got to read Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians to see that. There were lots and lots of problems. But you can see that there was the motive, the intention to live to glorify God and that everything, everything in the lives of these early Christians was really um, focused on glorifying God by walking as Jesus did in loving obedience to him and with your full faith, trust, and confidence in him. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 